We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? All right, and welcome to Invasion of the Podcast. I am Paul Kung Fury Stedman, and to my left is Joe Kung Fuhrer. Peters, why do I, go? I want to be Triceracops? You want to be Triceracop? Okay, Sorry, you could be. Okay, Sorry, and Joe Triceracop Peters. Thank you. All right, so um, a lot of good stuff to talk about today. I uh, can't wait to get into it. Um, briefly, though, do want to mention that we did see the greatest flipping movie <laughs> of all time. Um, it's thirty minutes of awesome on Friday night at the Bottle House on the east side of Cleveland. Yeah, we saw Kung Fury, which I mean, if you guys have access to the internet, which I'm sure you do. Uh, it's free. Yeah, Why wouldn't you go see it? It's on. It's on YouTube. I'll uh, I'll post the link on the Facebook page for everybody to check it out. But it's it's free. It's thirty minutes. You can just stream it off of YouTube and HD, and it, and it's it's a good laugh for thirty minutes. If it's the probably the most over the top eighties action movie I've ever seen. Um, very enjoyable. Yes, and I just just pure joy. Watched it with a group of people. So much cheering and clapping. So, so I guess instead of just watching on YouTube, go to a bar, convince everybody to watch it with you, and just just watch. I don't know, watch a guy fight Hitler, which is what we all want anyway. It's like this is the what Inglorious Bastards should have been. Yeah, it's just a bunch of karate fighting and World War II. <laughs> fighting Hitler, physically karate fighting Hitler. All right, so let's get to some news. All right, news team assemble. And what we got going on in news today? Um, well, there's there's some. Uh, big news with the uh, the the Rock getting casted as uh, the lead in in Big Trouble in Little China remake, which I I posted that up there. Um, but I don't know if he's going to be Jack Burton. We were talking about this. He might not be Jack Burton. Yeah. So basically, what happened? Um, even though I'm sure this has been talks for a while, but I you didn't hear about any of this until San Andreas like landed really well. Like it, it took it it. It ended up making more at the box office like than expected. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had honestly, it had some weak competition, but that's what's going on now. When you get into like the summer blockbuster thing, it's like now you're going to have every studio back off each week and let them rake their money in. Uh, there's not going to be any competition. You know, it's yeah. always going to be, you know, like that and like some counter. Like, you know, like we got what do we have? I know Jurassic Park's next week, right? I think it's yeah, next week. And then, like, and then Terminator Terminator's like the week yeah. after that, and it's just, yeah. So, so, so yeah, maybe maybe against other competitions, Andreas wouldn't have been as strong, but it, it ended up being a lot higher box office than expected. So The Rock is a bankable star on his own now. No more Scorpion King. He's he, No more, what was it, um, what was that movie? He was a football player with a little daughter. What was that Disney movie he did? Oh shoot! I want to say the Tooth Fairy, and that's not right because no, was, uh, it's it's not the Tooth Fairy. I know which one you're talking yeah, about. So no more of that crap. I mean, who's the Tooth Fairy? Was that oh, shoot? Was, was that tooth fairy? Vin Diesel? Yeah, was it Vin Diesel? I know the sequel's Larry the Cable Guy. Which, why do I know that? I don't know why I know that. <laughs> I think that's funny. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> so yeah, like so the, since this came out like strong, there the he is. Uh, supposed to be a producer for a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. So I 
I love Big Trouble Little China. I love John Carpenter. Yeah. He's made some shit films, but there's a lot of his movies and, I absolutely love. And we probably would not have as much Mortal Kombat without Big Trouble in Little China. That's true. And son of a bitch must pay. <laughs> that's right. So I am like I'm excited. Like I think that um, the one the one thing that held back the original Big Trouble Little China was its budget. Because I have a feeling that it could have been a lot bigger and crazier, but I, it was it was pretty ridiculous in its own right. No, I thought like I don't know what their budget was, but they they did a l- lot of cool practical effects, and I mean like like John Carpenter, I want to say is like the master of that. Like I mean, look at the thing. Yeah, like, the thing is gonna is is like I you know I don't want to go too far into the thing, but like that is like one of my favorite horror movies. And it still holds true with a lot of the practical effects. Like, it's a good movie. If like, you to want watch. to tell me right now you want to spend the next 60 minutes talking about John Carpenter's <laughs> thing, I'll say yes and raise you by three additional hours. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I hope you guys don't mind the next six episodes are just John Carpenter's The Thing. We're yeah. going to talk a lot about, like, There's Quaker Oats and Wilford Brimley. <laughs> one episode is just going to be about the hat that's in the movie. Yeah. And then there's also going to be one episode dedicated to um, Keith David breaking his hand during the making of the movie and had to wear a cast over his hand. So you see him hiding it in a lot of shots. Yeah. So that's how much I watch that movie. And anyway, the-, <laughs> <laughs> the Rock, you know what? They need to redo the thing and have The Rock. That, that's Have him fight a thing. I, now, I, I like, would be. I don't. I wouldn't want to see him in the remake of The Thing. Like with The Thing, like they did a remake of The Thing. And I like I liked the remake. The, the prequel thing. Yeah, with, the um, prequel thing. Where Ramona Flowers in it. Before it, sh- yeah, yeah. Before it shows up at Kurt Russell's door it's at the I think it was like the Swedish the Swedish the Norwegians camp, the or Norwegian whatever they could, camp they yeah saying, yeah it's Norwegians um but that was good but yeah big big it. trouble in little china um is a is a big favorite movie of mine as well so yeah and and, and so like um recently they had it at uh, the Capitol theater nearby for a midnight showing um i don't think my girlfriend had seen it before uh and so just watching somebody that's never seen something like that in mm-hmm. a theater it was a really good time because i think people forget how funny that movie really is yeah and i think the rock has the charisma and the comedy chops to make that part work i just don't think he needs to be jack burton i think that he could i think it'd be cool and not that i'm the one making this movie but if hey hey um, dwayne johnson if you're listening because i know you are Call me and we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, just he could be somebody else, like make up a different entry point into that crazy world of uh, mystical ninjas. I think with a lot of like because Hollywood remakes the crap out of so much stuff. I think that that certain characters need to be preserved like that to like Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I find it better. Like almost, I mean, you know, like RoboCop just got remade recently too, and like. Um, like Alex Murphy himself was really not like a like a big character for um Peter Weller to kind of like, yeah. take over, but um was it Joe K- Keller- Kellerman? K- Kellerman? K- K- whatever. Yeah, yeah, he he played Alex Murphy, and like they could have. I mean, it's they could have named him something else, but it was fine. But like Jack Burton is kind of like Kurt Russell's guy. Yeah, I mean, that's just like you don't. I don't know. Like I, 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 I'm actually I'm indifferent until they until I see like production art a teaser or something yeah um like because i mean honestly i mean if you want to get down to it uh we talk about john carpenter's a thing that's a remake and people don't remember that so it's like you give somebody a chance to remake well, something yeah, the, yeah well the john carpenter's thing is a remake that's what I'm saying. of it's, a movie and then the, they remade john carpenter's yeah, yeah so it's well, a remake of a remake yeah. well i mean his original was a remake of the thing from outer space and yeah. you know whatever so it's like you know it's so it's not unheard of to take a property and remake it i mean and plus also like favorite other movie from that time is the remake of the fly. So, I mean, it, it, it's possible, but I think yeah. the rock is strong enough as just a, he's a charismatic guy. Did you see pain and gain? 
with him in no, it. No, I have I have it. I haven't watched it yet. It's it's good. And like he he You're saying that about a Michael Bay movie too, yeah, right? Yeah, like I there's Michael <laughs> Bay movies I like. I know. Uh, there are there yeah. are Michael Bay movies I like. But yeah, no, I haven't watched Painted Game, but I do want to watch it. Um my buddy I talked to, he did see San Andreas yeah. and he said it was he was he was impressed with The Rock's actual acting chops. He said okay. there were some good emotional scenes that The Rock is usually thrown into like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to hit you with a rock bottom on top of a Mustang and Furious 5 or whatever. And then that's kind of, you know, I'm an action guy. But he said he was actually he's like this is probably the best acting I've seen out of The Rock in any movie, which I'm happy for. I like The Rock. I loved him when he was in in the WWE and I I like him in movies. That's that's so. why I'm saying see Pain again cuz he plays like it's weird cuz this, this whole corruption and crimes going on. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be this guy that's like redeemed and being like well i don't want to sin and he's in the middle of all the stuff going on and it gets and then whenever he finally falls off the edge he's the worst one and it gets really ridiculous so so yeah i'm excited i mean for right now tentatively excited because we're in a time now where it's like we're getting old enough to where the properties that we knew growing up they're revisiting them and it's not all bad results so i, I no, I, it's yeah. it's mixed because we talked about how bad poltergeist was yeah and you know there's other movies that that are out there that have been remade and and they're not they're you know they're not that bad. I actually liked the um the Friday the Thirteenth remake. I didn't think it was terrible. I no, thought it, was it wasn't good. bad. There were some bits. I remember there was a couple a couple kills in there where I had to just do the slow clap because I was like they went there. And yeah, it's like it was like an homage. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was good. Um, so speaking of uh, other uh, movies from growing up, there was the next bit you have about uh Tomorrowland. Oh yeah, uh, t- uh well Tomorrowland did terrible. I feel bad because uh you know Disney kind of put a lot of into it and and disney disney can fail you know i mean they've they've got a lot of stuff going on with uh with marvel obviously and star wars and you know they can fail uh i remember a few years ago what was that one um was it john carter john carter on mars yeah john carter which, on mars was, I heard it was actually pretty good i haven't watched it i wanted to i just never I, got to it i didn't like it that much but it tanked like they dumped a lot of money into that movie for a lot of reasons, a lot of money into effects and things like mm-hmm. that, and it just bombed at the box office. And that's kind of almost what Tomorrowland did, and it's sad too because like uh, Brad Bird walk, uh, worked on it, yeah, and he's he's really solid. So yeah, I like, don't know his his Mission Impossible movie is my favorite one of all of them. I thought yeah. Ghost Protocol was really good, and I, I, there's rumors that now that he's done with this, he's going to move on to the next Incredibles movie, which I'm all about. I just the, the other the reason we're talking about Tomorrowland tanking, um, and I, you know what, I might actually check that out this week. I have a free ticket. I might just go see it. Um, you know, I think it'd be worth a free free go around, <laughs> not paying money for it. But um, is that now that this has happened, there's been talks that Disney's now afraid to continue on with Tron three. And that just, I don't understand mm-hmm. how with one franchise not taking off, you're going to punish another one. Tron's a different property than Tomorrowland though. Absolutely. Tomorrowland is, is like, um, it's not so much a ride, but it's like an area of the magic kingdom. Well, I get that, but it's the it's, whole talk. It's like is pirates like, it's, of the Caribbean. It's a little, it's a little higher falutin sci-fi than, than your average run of the mill thing. So it's like, and I know they're talking about taking the third movie out into the real world. And no, are, you, are you talking about Tron? Tron, not yeah, Tron. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, you know, tr- Toronto land. Toronto? Toronto uh, land. Hmm. Tur- anyway. <laughs> um, so it's been around us this entire time. We just didn't know it. Uh, so, yeah, it's, that bums me out because I'm also one of those people that actually like Tron Legacy a great deal, especially when I realized one thing. That everyone holds up the first Tron movie as being amazing, and it, it's a good movie. The story isn't the greatest, but the effects for the time are mind blowing. They Tron, painted everything. Yeah, Tron Legacy, <laughs> the effects are mind blowing. 
not that great of a story. They're, it's like the how like that's a good sequel because it's like both the stories aren't all that yeah. great, but they look really good. Right. And the music's pretty great in both. Oh so, yeah. Like it's just I'm not the, I wasn't upset about it. It's like I get to see like light cycles and everything. It's just I don't know. Like I I was okay with it. And I that soundtrack I've listened to it more times than I care to admit to. It's a really good soundtrack. Oh, so good. Um. All right. I I, I think I've I've definitely downloaded it and listened to it when it came out a lot oh my goodness like that that teaser music for the game has changed i just just it was on a loop it was like two minutes it was over and over and over again and i just i actually felt like doing exercise at that point so that tells it says a lot whatever i'm just like i'm gonna get up and do something <laughs> you know so um all right so i i hope they get it back going again but who knows maybe disney will release the next movie based upon a theme ride and that'll do well and then we'll get country bears part two or something yeah <laughs> Country Bears, remember? Had Christopher Walken in it? Do you remember that? I didn't watch Country Bears, yeah, okay. Oh, look, now it's recording again. So I'll have to go ahead and cut some of that out. It'll be pretty great. <laughs> God damn it. So I, I, maybe there's a garden hose I'm stepping on. That's just Stop it. stepping on the garden hose. <laughs> all <This> right. Is... <laughs> I'll, I'll cut all that out. That's fine. So, And what do we have last for news? Um, Bethesda, which, I mean, we're talking about this now. It's Tuesday. Um, June 2nd, uh, June 3rd, but, uh, Bethesda, which is the company that makes the fallout game series. Um, they have a big announcement, a big fallout announcement, which everyone is thinking it's going to be fallout Four. uh, they've been dying to get a new fallout game ever since fallout three. Well, they have fallout Vegas. Yeah. And, but, but, you know, they want a, a true fallout sequel. So it's been, it's been talked about for years and I know the fallout community is, is pretty big in terms, just like the you know the the uh, Elder Scrolls community is is like you know their cult following. But um, tomorrow we're going to find out if it's going to be Fallout Four or if it's going to be Fallout uh, Florida Key West, <laughs> so, or, or Fallout Tactics, or like Fallout Remix Seven, yeah. or like whatever it is that Square does with all their games. <laughs> it's like, hey, you guys like Fallout? What if we did a sequel with none of the characters that you liked, but still the same setting, the same assets, and charge you sixty dollars? How yeah. about that? So I, I don't know. Like I, I'm glad that we live in a world um, that, well, that's obviously not Fallout because that'd be a bad world to live in. Except if you had a bunch of Coke caps, and I guess you'd be good. But I'm glad that there's there's people who are excited for this type of game. I'm not a big Fallout person. Like I like the 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 vibe of it. I, the trailers have always been so cool. It just those games drive me nuts. I don't <laughs> know what it is. It just like me. You know, I guess I'm just revealing slowly but surely. Like I only play like one game ever, and I liked it. I don't know, but like because it's just like those games that I that frustrate me. I hate them. No, but it like Fallout Three. I started it, and it's like there was that whole bit in the beginning where you're a child and you go through the baby book and all this other stuff, and it's like that's all great, but it's like. Now, then the moment you get outside, it's like one thing kills you and you're dead. It's like, why did I spend four hours picking out my name and being friends with people? And then I'm just being chased across the wasteland. It just felt very like, screw you. You're, you're done now. And I didn't, I don't know. Like I played it. I didn't, I never finished it because it's a long game and there was a lot of stuff I did in it. But, um, I liked fallout three. I, I, I kicked myself for never going back to it. And, um, I don't know. I'll probably check out fallout four Yeah, or whatever I, fallout it is <laughs> like fallout, like Minnesota fallout Cleveland and it's Fall. just, and it's just it's just Cleveland <laughs> like it's like hey the bomb didn't drop here and they're like oh I'm good I don't let's just go let's just <laughs> let's just get out of here because they did Pittsburgh right they had the whole the whole little expansion called the pit do you remember that like it was for yeah. Fallout three it was a DLC and you go there and they're like I remember I, I was like watching um someone play it and it was like they had the bridges and everything so like they really kind of thought this through and it's just like it makes me wonder what other cities they could do with Fallout but I don't I don't think Cleveland will ever be visited you never know yeah we yeah. got a good industrial area that that 
is kind of just kicking around. They'll probably there's tons of stuff you can do with that in a video game. <laughs> that's true. So all right, that that that'll do it for news. So let's move on to um, the crazy awesome weekend stuff to talk about. So this and now for our feature presentation. Now it's my button pushes. That's yeah. what's happening right now. <laughs> Son of a bitch must pay. That's right. So um, what, what I wanted to get to was uh, we talked about Kung Fury. Again, Bottle House, really good time. Uh, Joe likes drinking campfires. Um, that's uh, that's yeah. what I'll say. Like, he's like, well, he wanted to try some of the scotch. And I was like, yeah. And then I lost a year of my life. <laughs> I breathed fire for like a minute. And then I just curled into a ball and cried like a baby for a half hour. It was kind of like when... Uh, What's his name? Sucked the life out of the dude in uh, Princess Bride. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, here, restrict this. Now I was just on the ground. I don't uh, know what happened. Yeah. Well, um, I tried to get a flight of scotch, but they didn't have any. I was going to give you a good palate to start from and work your way up to the campfire, but yeah, all they had was yeah, campfire. Was, it's like, you know, it's like, can I just get the, can I get like a light smoldering? No, no, here's a full forest uh, fire. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I didn't know that scotch was uh, graded upon what type of fire density. That you know, it's like it's like this <laughs> no, is a campfire. This is a forest fire. This is the surface. There's of the sun. there's a lot of different grades, no. and and smokiness is one of the grades, but they're not all like that. Okay, so <laughs> that's why I wanted to get a different. So because I I prefer my drinks not tasting like I'm, fire. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, Bottle House was a lot of fun. I like that. That's a very good venue. Um, if you want a good you know relaxing place to drink at and bar, it's it's not your typical dive either. Uh, they have a nice you know set up of tables. I like the I like the hardwood picnic they're not like picnic tables but no but like longer tables longer yeah. tables yeah they're real nice and they have a great selection of drinks um not your typical stuff i mean you're not going to go in there and find just like bacardi and like fireball so don't expect that it's, but they have mead and i tried mead and i actually liked it yeah their yeah. mead is really good uh they do have bre- uh, brews that rotate because uh, it is a brewery and a uh, meadery and then they have uh, bourbon and scotch there too if that's your thing yeah, so that was a good time. Uh, and then, so to move on to really uh, what happened this weekend is I uh, went downtown to uh, Nautica and we went to the Weird Al show. Um, and we dared to be stupid. I think I'm about to transform into a motorcycle and bite you in the garbage. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't. Just, I told you it, I can't listen to that song without thinking of that fight scene. And then I, then I think of Eric Idle doing the voice of that motorcycle, yeah. which is just all of that just makes no sense. It's like, it's like, hey, did you guys watch that movie about the robots that had Orson Welles being like the bad guy, but it was his last movie? And there's a Weird Al song, and Eric Idle does a voice of a motorcycle. I'm like, Paul, that's a really stupid dream that you had. Was it after waking up from drinking some campfires? I'm like, yes, that's what happened. So, uh, with, uh, Weird Al, I've, um, loved, loved his, him and his music, uh, you know, since being a kid, uh, went down, uh, we had general admission seats meetings, basically first come first serve. Just the rain was coming and going while we're down there. And while we're waiting for the gates to open, it rained like twice hard and we were on our canopy, but then there was like. 45 minutes before the gates opened and I was like, well, let's just get in line and just like kind of cross our fingers and hope because the cloud clouds overhead were fine. But then as it's getting closer and closer to gate opening time, hmm. it was like 10 minutes to go. And all of a sudden I feel like one drop like hit and I'm just like, 
God damn it. No, no, no. Like, that's all I need is to get just torrential downpour and then sit on a cold bench for like three hours and like see a good show, but just the entire time feeling my socks get all squishy and just be angry at life. And I didn't want to be angry at life looking yeah. at an owl. So I just kept watching the clouds. Like I just kept watching the clouds. I mean, I was, you know, praying to whatever deity controls clouds. And it was just like, but I was also watching my watch. So it felt like I was like, like 24. I was expecting to see like brief images of me looking at the watch and then people like looking at the weather and then the clouds looking down at me planning like an attack. And it was just like this weird like thing. And then as soon as they let the gates open, I told, I told Mary, I was like, we got to be aggressive. Huh. So like the gates opened, we just ran <laughs> like, and right. And I was like, I'm 36, I'm overweight. I'm just running, you know? And I, and at one point I like, I was like, F it. I just like, just booking it up to the, to the general admission seating. And we got actually like right in the middle of the, that pavilion. middle spot is really good. Is we, the, the lowest point possible point in the middle for yeah, general admission. We went, um, we went at like a week or two ago. We saw, it was during the rib burn off, but, um, we saw steel Panther there at the rib burn off. And we sat kind of in that middle area too, and it was they were real good seats for the yeah, whole show. It was, it was really good, like you know, like for I paid like what thirty five bucks a ticket or something. I forget what it was, like when I got general admission. And it's like to see this guy, like who I've seen Weird Al concert before, like best concert I've ever been to, hands down. I mean, I like there's some shows I've enjoyed a lot, but pure entertainment for two yeah, it's, hours. It's straight. heavy entertainment yeah. value. I mean, it's not just like a dude going out there to. To play like like he's putting his CD in and you're listening to music. It's, yeah. it's good stage present. He's done a lot of costumes. He goes into the audience. It, it's pretty cool. Which is when you mentioned the the whole Transformers thing. Like they had these brief video interludes between like different things, like you know Al TV, everything else. When he's doing the interview with the the celebrities, yes, those are pretty hilarious. But there was a brief segment where it showed one of the newer Transformers cartoons, and one of the, like Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime, or someone was talking, and it cuts to one of those weird junk bots, but it was done like the newer anime style. And it was weird Al. And he says, it was him saying, dare to be daring to be stupid. And he went off and did this thing. It's like, so they even brought him back into a oh, that's, cartoon. That's awesome. And it's like, they even had like little <laughs> robot mustache and stuff. It was that, really bizarre. Yeah. But, um, the reason I mentioned it, other than it being a really good show, um, is that I started really thinking like, as I was watching the crowd fill in, um, cause we were there really early. Uh, it, it just occurred to me like, you know, like I'm 36 and I'm, you know, I, there's a lot of wonderful, weird things I like. You know, clear, of course, you've, if you guys are listening, you know we've talked about a lot of it, and there's more to come. But Weird Al, like I remember growing up, my older brother had the single, the 45 of Eat It, and the flip side was That Boy Could Dance. I don't know if you remember that song or not. It was just an original Al song, and it was silly. I, I had I had Eat I had like three or four of his cassettes when I was a kid. I know I had Eat It. Um, I'm trying to think which ones else, which ones I had other than Eat It. Um, but I, I had a couple of Weird Al tapes when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and that I, was pretty much my bus ride every morning. Exactly. And that was like, I remember, uh, uh, I, was, I was telling Mary, I was like, I remember whenever Polka Party came out, because my older brother got the cassette, I remember putting it into like our, our big stereo we had in our dining room, and I had these huge headphones on, and at the time, I was young enough not to realize that just because you can't hear your voice when you're singing the music doesn't mean everybody else around you can't hear your voice. <laughs> so I just had these headphones on, and I'm just yelling out like, you know, like it's probably singing better than I do now, but my whole family is just telling me to shut up because I couldn't hear myself with these headphones. And I just, something about like, uh, it just made me start thinking about like, I, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, nowhere, West Virginia, where, um, you know, you make, make the jokes that you want, but it's just, it was a small town, 
like not a lot of access. I mean, you had cable television, so you knew, you know, stuff existed, but it's like, if you want to go someplace, it's like, you're gonna go hang out a parking lot on the weekend. That's pretty much it. So this was my, my gateway drug into being, being me, being myself, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, and I guess it's kind of what I wanted to get to. Cause it's like, I'm sitting there watching this guy who, what he's in his mid fifties now, right? I think he's, yeah, yeah. he's, he's actually pretty, he's going to outlive old. me. He's going to outlive me by a fair uh, margin. He looks, he looks really good. I'm sure there's some just for men going on there, but he looks really good for 50. Well, and he's completely vegan now. Like he's like he's done that for a long time, and I'm, he's very you know mindful of what he has, whatever. For a guy who sings a lot about food, he watches what he eats considerably. But it's just this notion of like you know I'm, I'm you know getting to the point where I'm going to have a midlife crisis soon, and I'm still going to these shows, enjoying this guy, and that's really part of the core of me. And I, I just always wonder what it is for people like that one moment where like growing yeah. up, it's like that switch flips. You're like, you know what? I don't have to be like everybody else. I like this. And I can be me because someone else has already been out there being ridiculous. So I, I guess my question for you is, is like, what's that? Like, I don't know if you could, I mean, maybe not pinpoint an exact moment, but like growing I, up, it's like, what's that thing that you were into? Everyone else is just kind of not giving you shit about, but it's like, I don't think, I don't think it, I don't think it became a point where it was like, people were giving me shit about it or where I was like, um, you know, these people don't like this, but I do, but I don't care. I mean, for me, it was like, I was, Star Wars was bred into me when I was like, okay like like when i was a kid um like you know my mom would go to work and she would drop me off at the babysitters and like i was like three or four and she she, we we tried the preschool thing and the preschools were terrible my mom got really mad at them a couple of them so she just basically found people to watch me (laughs) was it because like you're just super smart and they're just like i can't deal with this kid he knows too much (laughs) no it was just a bunch of you know, real cranky people. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna do that. So, like, I would go over. Like, I remember going across the street to one of the neighbors' house when my mom would go to work, and it was like it was like classic babysit the kid with the TV type thing. I literally would watch Star Wars once a week at my babysitter's house, and they had a ton of stuff. Like, they would have coffee books about Star Wars, and this was like right right before I want to say or right before right after Empire came out. Okay. So, because, you know, like, I was born in 1980, so, like, Empire was about maybe, no, well, Empire came out in 82, but, like, you know, they, they were still, they were way into Star Wars, so that it meant, you know, that's kind of what I was exposed to. And then it just kind of, like, like avalanched from there. Like, I remember um, when Jedi came out, uh, I think I was in, like, some type of a, a preschool thing or somewhere, and I remember my mom got out of work early, and she took me to Amherst Cinema when Jedi was just almost out of the theater <laughs> and she took me to go see Jedi as a kid. And that was probably one of the most, one of the, one of the biggest moments of, you know, my, my, um, uh, usherism into nerdism is just being exposed to Star so much that I remember, uh, and you know, everybody always talks about how Star Wars fans and Star Trek fans don't get along and you tease the crap out of me about it. And I'm not, I, I can enjoy and appreciate Star Trek, but uh, through and through, I will, I will bleed Star Wars and I will stand up and, and, and pick on Star Trek. But, um, I remember the one time cause like my aunt and my uncle, we just lost like two listeners. Like, <laughs> yeah, they were like, boop off. Yeah. They just hit their teleporters and buzzed away. It's- <laughs> AKA just left the room, like, <laughs> teleport out, blah, 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 close the door. But I remember sitting with my grandparents and my aunt, and my uncle one time at their house. And I was just like, they were like, do you want to watch a movie? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, do you guys have Star Wars? And I think I was like four. And they were like, no, like, well, we have Star Trek. Cause my 
my aunt and my uncle were big Star Trek fans, and I was like, uh, no. Like, uh, Star <laughs> uh, Trek is not cool. And they were like, what? They were like appalled that a four-year-old. I basically told, I, I think I said Star Trek sucks, and my grandma got really pissed. Well, that's funny, because you think about, like, the original series coming out in, like, the mid-60s, right? Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of younger people probably caught on at that point. I was like, that's something that really probably yeah. identified with them. So then you're turning around and be like, no, this other thing's way better. I'm like, yeah. what are they? Laser swords. Come on. Well, it's like, I know for me, like the other thing I just just remembered um, was I had a friend of my teens. He was in like his mid-20s. This is a like awkward story, but he really liked comics. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that actually got me reading Spider-Man. So it's like one of those things where it never occurred to me, like, these are really cool. He actually had a copy of uh, Chris Claremont's X-Men run, The God Love Man Kills. I don't know if you read that or not. No. Basically, the, you know how in um, X-Men 2, the movie, where they had that machine to find mutants and kill them? Like, that's basically the, what this, the whole thing was. There was, like, this uh, really, um, like, uh, this guy who was, like, on a rampage. Like, he wanted to kill all mutants, so he started setting up a machine to do it. And it was just, like, at the time, it just it was a very serious book. And it never occurred to me that comics could have that kind of message. Well, I and think... that really just turned me... Like, my brain started just turning unaccepting and not even realizing that there's all these things out there. And, I, and it's like, and I like these a lot better than what was in front of me. Yeah. So, I think, like, in the 90s is when, when comics really started to take a darker turn that were more reality and like if you look because it's funny because i'll go back and i'll read some older comics to revisit them like i just recently uh reread infinity gauntlet and secret wars and secret wars the original secret wars was written in the 80s and it's like i mean it's night and day with the writing like from now to then so and i know like watchmen was very groundbreaking in that with alan moore writing that graphic novel to kind of like show people like you know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, uh, Superman saving the day and nobody dying and Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane just having, you know, uh, a soda pop after everything happens. It's No, it's, you know, I mean, if anybody's read Watchmen or even watched it, I mean, Zack Schneider did a pretty good job of, like, translating Watchmen. But it's, it's gritty. And, and that came out in the 80s and, like... That subject material in the 80s was, like, kind of unheard of. So, like, in terms of, like, you, Star Wars, like, you obviously latched onto that and told your family to, to suck it when it comes to Star Trek. Uh, like, when did you, like, roll into the whole, like, comics thing? Like, what is that Comics something? wasn't until I was around 10. Like, I always loved comic book characters. Like, I was, I loved Superman, I loved Spider-Man, I loved Batman. Like, you know, as any kid, you know, I'd get an action figure or something like that, and I'd have my guys. Um, but actually sitting down and reading comics, I was about 10, and I remember... Um, my uh my parents would always go like to there was a gas station on the corner kind of by our house and if i was ever in the car if we were ever going anywhere like my dad would stop there and pick cigarettes up or he would go get gas or something like that and i'd always go in and they had like a small comic rack and it was you know like literally like a metal frame rack that probably had like 15 comics on it and none of them in good condition no yeah and and it wasn't like anything like going to a shop i mean they were just literally just tossed in there so Um, and I remember like, you know, just one day I'm just looking and I was like, oh, neat. You know, like I've never like really sat down with a comic book before, you know, being like, I think I was like 10 and I picked one up and they were like a dollar 25 and I think they're like yeah. four, but four or five bucks now, but it was like a dollar 25 and I got, <laughs> they'd print them with gasoline. So that's why the prices <laughs> are just like matching right now. It's like, damn it. But I got, uh, I know I got amazing Spider-Man. Um, I got uh, some Avengers, uh, and I can't remember what was the other one because my brother, my brother was younger than me, but he was like four or five, and um, 
you know, he had to get one too. But we, we picked up a couple <laughs> comics and that kind of like ushered me into comics. Like I was really reading Spider-Man and Avengers here and there. And um and then like when I got uh like I want to say like into like fifth or sixth grade, um I remember that a comic shop opened up locally. Okay. And it was a comic store. They had gaming. They had like Magic the Gathering and stuff like that. But like that was the first usher into like an actual comic store where they had walls of comics and mm-hmm. that was a comp- that was like you know Toys R Us. You you were going to like Drug Mart to buy He Man figure and now all of a sudden there's a Toys R Us open and you're just like whoa and there are different ones that was. I, I like that you referenced going to a drugstore to buy like comics and toys because where I grew up in the middle of nowhere, that was pretty much it. It was like, <laughs> like and I remember because like uh, I just uh, kind of like, this makes it sound like I lived in like sepia toned old timey times, but like um, the local mall was like in the next county over, and that was like a half hour away, and it was one of those things where you'd go twice a year and lose three oxen. Okay, that part didn't happen, but it was like it was always like really special to go to the mall. So like otherwise, I'd always go to like Rite Aid. And have to go find something I'd want to get. And I was like, I always had the $5 allowance and I'd always get like, I don't know, I'd have to get a couple comics and a candy bar because you couldn't go without that. But I just, yeah, like, it's funny that you mentioned that because that was my only comic store for the longest time was what the hell does Ray have? I guess what buy that. Mm. And half of it was like stupid Archie comics. It was a crazy exposure. Cause I've, you know, we never had anything like that. And it was, uh, it was, it was crazy because like I saw like just like those wall of comics and then like, um, I remember uh, wanting certain ones so bad because they would have, like, the back issues that were, like, first appearances. And I would just be like, I know who that guy is. And I'm like – and that's when I started to get that collector itch when I'm just like, I want that first appearance, you know. So, you know, that was was the kind of gateway into that. And I think that's when I started reading Spawn, too, because they didn't carry Spawn at, like, the the gas station thing. They they had – uh, and, but this was also at the same time image was starting to blow up. So it was like spawn number one was readily kind of available. Yeah. I, I think everybody, I think I, I bet you could probably find copies stuck in my apartment somewhere because like, there's so many issues of spawn number one. I remember that was a big deal because it's like, Oh, McFarlane went away and yeah. he's doing his own thing. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it's kind of looks like Spider-Man, but he has a cape. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's like, I, I remember I was always bummed cause I had spawn one and I'm like, why isn't this worth anything? You know, I think, well, uh, for like the longest time in the '90s, I think the most valuable issue of Spawn was f- number four. I remember vaguely because that was the first appearance of Violator, who was Spawn's enemy. Oh, the you demon mean um, John Leguizamo? John Leguizamo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but there was a. It was weird. It was because it was first appearance of Violator, and then it was. Um, there was like a coupon in the comic for other Image comics. Okay. And if the coupon was still attached, then it had a higher value hmm. rate. So, cause, and, and I had, I was in the collector mode. I had two copies, oh. one without one with, <laughs> so, but well, so, um, so we, you, you talk about like star Wars, you talk about comics. Is there like, I, I guess it's, is there any point like you can remember a time where it's like, you know, I, I don't know, I guess maybe I was a socially awkward growing up because it's like, not only was there like, you know, comics, like these movies, video games, I was on the chess team in high school. Like I, the deck, the, the deck was stacked against me for like, you know, social interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but was there anything that you, like you could always go back to and be like, you know, things aren't so great out there right now, but this, these guys get me, this is what I can relate to, you know, like, and, and it's kind of shut off the rest of the world and be like, this is what I'm all about right now. Like something that you dove into. I, for me, it was a lot of reading. Like I read a lot of books growing up. Like I was able to dive in my mom, let me read Stephen King while I was in middle school. I don't know, like maybe that's affected me, but I read a lot of Stephen King. 
I didn't understand half the context of what was going on, uh, but I read, I read the stand. I read Christine. I read the shining, like all that. That was like an eighth grade. And that was a lot of a way for me to just kind of block a lot of that out. I don't know if there's anything that you had. I don't think there's anything that stands out. Like, like I was like, these guys get me. I mean, there's a lot of characters that I relate to. Um, Spider-Man. I was always a big Spider-Man fan. Um, just because I felt like, you know, he he was always an underdog. Like you had so many superheroes that had, you know, of course they had cool powers and stuff like that. But like at the end of the day, it's like Spider-Man always seemed to have like the the roughest, you know, like card dealt to him. You know, yeah, he, it's like you could save the world, but you're still late for gym class or something. You know? Yeah, like, or yeah. like you can't afford your rent. Like you're like Bruce Wayne's parents are dead. So are Spider-Man's. Bruce yeah. Wayne's a billionaire. <laughs> Spider-Man has no money. Like, yeah. you know, he's constantly scraping and it's like, you know, he, he, tr- he wants to have relationships, you know, and, and it's like something always goes wrong. Like, you know, Gwen Stacy dies or Mary Jane falls in love with him, marries him. And then she leaves him, you know, because, yeah. because of all the stuff with Spider-Man. And it's like, well, you know, it's like, you think he's going to catch a break and then he can't. And, you know, he keeps doing it even though, you know, he's, it's like, it's like, I guess like a core thing of a good guy. It's like, it doesn't matter like what happens to you. So that I kind of really related with, um, just because I, you know, I felt bad for him, but I respected him a lot. So. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I mean, Spider Man's like was my favorite growing up to him. Still is. It's Plus, just, he's funny. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's really you know, it's just like no matter even at his worst, he was still like making like just horrible, like well, if not horrible, but like really good one liners, and just kind of yeah. like that was his like gut reaction to be like, I'm gonna say the most ridiculous thing I could think of right now. Why I fight this guy made of sand, like, right? Just you know, and I mean, a lot of people, even his villains, have pointed out that it's like just a coping mechanism for to cover up, you know, being afraid of like you know you know, you know, a pending death. Yeah. But you know, it, it, it makes the character that much more interesting. So do you think now with the way that there's, um, so much more, just much more of everything in the world right now. I mean, there's, you know, like so many more movies, you know, TV shows, like, and there's, there's so much niche to everything too. Like there's like, you know, Oh, you like vampires. Cool. What about vampires that just have love problems? And what about, you know, it's like, there's all these different, like just mm-hmm. spokes to this wheel. Like, do you think it's easier now not, not, that's not even the right question. I think it's more like, um, you think it's more approachable now for someone to be like, you know what? I, I can't relate to, to things or people, but I, but there's so much, I have access to so much other that I can find validity about my own self or how I feel about things by latching. Cause I know like there's, there's people that love anime. I don't understand it, but people that like it, yeah. but people really relate to it. Uh, like, like, like you like star Wars. There's a generation of kids growing up now that for some reason they think the prequels are really good. So, Whatever, but they relate to it. Um, it's just, I don't know. Like maybe that's maybe maybe I'm talking in circles. Maybe that's kind of what we started like talking about at the beginning, at the very beginning of the podcast, like episode zero. Well, I mean, I think you know, obviously, Hollywood and marketing and and like the the entertainment industry has is completely like seen what what kind of a cash cow all this stuff is, you know. And I think like. You know, consumerism has increased, so that means that, like, the entertainment industry has got to make more stuff for them. Yeah. And tapping into things that have always been around and just kind of, like, putting it out there. Well, but, like, something like like, um, like, like, like Scott Pilgrim, like the actual graphic novel, yeah. right? So before it became, like, I mean, it blew up in terms of, like, comics. People were all about it, um, like, that knew it, mm-hmm. right? But it's, like, that is a comic that wouldn't exist 
like 10 years prior because it's inspired by anime, but it has a video game sensibility, but it's really about a guy trying to figure himself out in the relationships that he's in. Yeah. So it's like, there's a dimension there. I don't think was around before necessarily because you had to take so many steps to get there. Like in terms of like, like understanding, like, like video game logic, but like understanding like the video game logic didn't even exist in the same way, you know, but before that, because you know, they obviously they would make references to like, you know, RPGs and brawlers and all these other types of, it's just like everything builds off of each other. But I can remember reading Scott Pilgrim. Maybe I read a little later, not that I was like, you know, my little emo heart was crying out reading it or anything, but it's like, there's, there's an actual emotional core to that, that I could see like maybe a younger Paul, sad sack, Paul latching onto and absolutely like loving and believing that the whole world is going to be like that. I just need my Ramona, you know? So I don't, I don't know. I think it's an interesting conversation. Maybe I'm not asking the right questions or even like, you know, prompting it, but I feel like there's like, there's people that, um, maybe they don't, maybe they're, they're not entirely happy with, something with the, with the way the world is, or they wish they could change something about themselves, but they see something out there and be like, you know what? I, that's, that's what I'm feeling, you know? And well, I mean the, um, the, I, I kind of get what you're saying. Like, you know, having that relate to peace, um, and I guess I'm just curious of what everybody else's like one thing is. Cause I mean, you know, Star Wars is big and relatable to everybody. And, that, yeah. and I'm not saying that I'm not discrediting by that. And, and like, of course, for me, Weird Al, I mean, the guy's released what, like 10 albums and everyone's heard Eat It, right? And even if you don't know who Weird Al is, you've seen him, right? And it's like, and, and, and maybe that's not the most like, you know, that's more of the more obvious things, but I'm sure I'm just really curious as to what people just growing up was like, you know what? It's okay to be me because this, this is out there. And I'm really curious to hear what people, what that one thing was that just like, but I, cause it took a long time for me to be comfortable with who I am. And it was eventually just acknowledging things that I liked, you know, cause when I was in college. You, you're going to laugh at me, but when I graduated college, I had these boxes of comics. I threw them all in the dumpster. Cause I was like, I'm not going to need these anymore. Yeah. I'm kicking myself now. Cause I had a bunch of great Spider-Man that I just, I, I, I threw away all my Spider-Man, my, my Spider-Man's. And then I, and I and I got rid of all my game systems because I was under this notion of like, well, you're out of college, you got to be a grown up now. No. And then about two years later, I bought all that back. Yeah. You know. No, so. I've I've never really felt like. Uh, I mean, there's been some small instances where I've kind of like was like, you know, why, you know, why are people thinking I'm weird? But then I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I've, you know, I've always been comfortable with like, you know, it's it, I never worried too much about what other people thought. I guess. Oh. So, so what you're saying, sorry, no, last 20 <laughs> minutes, what we're getting down to is that you've been really comfortable with yourself, had, you know, had a pretty, pretty stable childhood. And I was just that, that sobbing little, little fat kid in West Virginia that had like, you know, no, had, <laughs> I wouldn't say I was super stable. There's isn't a crazy stuff, but I would like, I don't know. It, it, I mean, I, I had a Nintendo with like four games for like four years. I didn't get any new games. So like, I got really good at those four games. I mean, I'm was, a yeah. successful adult, but at the same time, it's like, I, what makes me super happy is, is stuff from my childhood because I was, re- I was pretty happy then. Yeah. You know, hey. Star Wars makes me happy. Comic books make me happy. And people will say, Oh, it's for kids. And I'm like, well, I'm a big kid. Like I'll pay bills. I have car payment. I have rent, you know, going to buy a house, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. You know, I've, grown up job but like you know i when it comes down to it you know i start grinning when there's like you know when i'm looking at the hulk and the hulkbuster fighting on the screen because it's like it, you know well yeah and then like i um it's the same thing like uh 
I finally got Mary to watch uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Okay. And, and I, I, I didn't know what to think of that movie. We had it like that, um, but I used to work at a video store that people can pick that is no longer around. It used to be on all the time and I just didn't know how I felt about that movie, but it would be playing. And I realized it was actually, there's a lot going on with that movie. That's actually like grown up stuff and like kid stuff. Yeah. And I finally got her to watch it and I was just howling the entire time watching it. And it's the same way with like a lot of the DreamWorks and, and Pixar stuff. It's like, I don't have kids, but I'm going to be there probably day one for inside out. Like to go see. Yeah, it. I remember going to see the Lego movie, and um, I was sitting in the theater, and I, I this was like a couple of years ago, so like I was still in my thirties, and uh, <laughs> so I'm a thirty year old guy, and my girlfriend was with me, and we're sitting there watching it, and and she enjoyed it for I think just you know the entertainment value of it, but like I'm sitting there and I'm like, like I feel like I'm six. Like yes. I was just so excited and like I'm watching it and I'm just like, no, you can't glue these together. I'm like, you, you mix them together. I'm like, you ha- the pirate ship has to have a satellite dish on it. And the pirates could totally have those laser guns from those guys. I'm like, it was just like, they got it when they made that movie. And yeah. that's, I love the Lego movie for that. I mean, it's a kid's movie. Like, you know, yes, but like at its core, anyone who's ever played with Legos should enjoy that movie. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, it was just, I, I was blown away by that movie. I mean, it had everything on point, like even down to the villain. Like I remember like when, you know, Will Ferrell's like, no, everything has to be perfect. I'm like, no, that's the opposite of what Legos is. You build it that way. Cause <laughs> yeah. you're just like, here's the instructions. Okay. I made it rip that thing apart. And then you just mash everything together. Yeah. Like I, I've always said that if I could just find a box full of wings and wheels, I think I'd be happy as could oh, be. Yeah. But like now, like every freaking Lego set, it's like, Oh, I got to pay $150. I'm like, I don't, I just want squares to build things, but like, cause it's like, I was a kid with no money growing up. How did I have Legos then? I don't know yeah. even what's going on now, but, but you're right. That's that whole sense of you know, creativity. And that movie left me, that smiled the entire time. And it's like, and there's that in, innate joy. I guess, I guess that, that, you know, you're right. It's like you, like th- that is a lesson to learn though. Like, and I don't know if some people realize this is that you, you have the choice to choose to put things around you that make you actually happy. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and like it, that's all like, if you look at my apartment, it's just full of just random things that don't make sense, but I'm entertained by them and I, and I love them. And mm-hmm. it's, it's toys, it's video games, it's movies. And I don't, and I just, I hope people, it took me a while to realize that it's like, you do get to choose these things. So that's what you're right. I kind of got to that point where I'm like, screw it. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm going to buy, um, I'm going to buy every John Carpenter movie that I see. I'm going to buy a big, like infinity gauntlet coin bank just because I can, yeah. you know? So Right. I mean, like in like my house, I've got living room and everything else. Very normal. <laughs> I've pictures of photographs I've taken of, you know, stuff I've done photography. Going to the man cave, I've got Guardians of the Galaxy posters. I have all my Star Wars figures. I have Spider-Man poster and all this other stuff. So it's completely different. Keep it separate only because, you know, like... You might have a business meeting. I might have a business meeting, but it's like it's the the man cave is like an escape area, so you want oh. everything centralized there. Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't have an escape area. I just have I have silliness wherever I go. I don't know. But I, no, some people want to do. That. <laughs> All right. So um, honestly, um, I guess what I want to get to is like people, please like it, like hit up the Facebook page, um, hit up the the Twitter and the Gmail, and and like I'm really really honestly curious, like what was that thing that you, you found early and be like, this is what I want. Like, is it your VHS copy of the movie aliens that you watched over and over and over and over again? Like I did, or, you know, was there a game? Was there just anything like, was there a record 
like I, maybe I'm dating myself. Was there something that you liked that you just that you realized this is yours and no one could take that away from you yeah, and this I is mean, part of you? It doesn't have to be like Star Wars. It doesn't have to be Ninja Turtle action figures. I mean, it could be like Paul said. I mean, we'll record. judge you, but no, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it could be a record. It could be a it could be an uh, an artist that that pushed you onto a musical. Uh, I mean, you you could like Silverhawks. I mean, if everybody remembers Silverhawks, you could like them. Or there's other. I don't remember there's other toy brands that. Don't one of my friends about. is a is a giant Dino Riders fan. See, there you go, Dino and Riders. And he goes ballistic about Dino Riders, and I'm like, I'm familiar with Dino Riders. I watch Dino Riders, and he's just like, No, man. And he just goes on and on you about get to the expanded universe of Dino Riders. Like every time we or we get together, and somehow Dino Riders gets brought up. Like he, like we were out with some one of our other friends, and he's like pulling up YouTube clips, and I'm like. You're passionate about these dino riders. So, like, I'm sure he's really excited for uh, Jurassic Park. There you go. So, and yeah, like, and that's something I'm just going to foreshadow. Next week, Jurassic World, we're going to do an all dinosaur Next show. Next week so, is Dino Week. All Dino Week. Yeah, it's yes. kind of like Shark Week. Yeah, but like way cooler. So, but it's just a day. So, it's not like a whole week of sharks. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be Dino Hour. It's probably what's going to be. Yeah, Dino be. Hour sounds better than Dino Week. <laughs> dino Power. Because people hour. are going to be like, it's false oh, advertising. Yeah. I was, I tuned in on Friday and there was no Dino Week. Yeah, they'll be like, uh, well, I, I guess I could just live cast for seven days in a row about dinosaurs. Oh, I, I yeah. Anyway, so, um, Enough about that. Yeah, like I said, uh, Facebook page is Invasion of the Podcast. Twitter is Invading Podcast. And it's Invading Podcast Gmail, please. Keep um, your eyes out. I know we got a lot of people listening now. Some of you may be new, new listeners. We have an archive of episodes. Um, we're going to start getting out some, uh, I guess you could say, advertising. Yeah. Um, I we've got some stuff done up. Uh, it's going to, you know, it's going to move around, you know, Cleveland. I'm going to go out and, you know, Try and get some some people to be aware of the podcast, and so. also like, and, and that's another thing too is like, and for now, like, you know, one day I'd like to take over the world. Uh, you know, of this podcasting. is the that's the end game yeah, of this the, podcast. Yeah, that's why it's called money. invasion of yeah. the podcast. We want we want to invade you, and then please, you know, give us money, and then we'll be like, oh, we just need two million dollars to make the next episode. But you know, whatever. So, like, that's the that's the end game is two million dollars. So if you guys you know want to donate, no, I'm, I'm joking. But um, I've been I've been telling people because there's like like just as I'm passionate about this, like I have a friend of mine who's wanting to get into like cake making, and she posted a bunch of this, these cool cool cakes on her Facebook page. And it's like, I'm just like, get me some information and make me an invasion of the pod cake and I will show it. Like, give me a cake about the cast and we'll put it up and we'll cross pollinate. It'll Even be amazing. It's a little alien guy. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then, I, and then I have friends who have Etsy stores. I don't know what they, what Etsy's are, but I know they have them. So if you guys do anything that's like Etsy, that's cool, nerdy, geeky, whatever, let us know. We will pip you. And then, then you guys could be like, hey, listen to the show that references a web store. I don't know why that happens, but synergy. Yeah, synergy. So there you go. And, other and this isn't a monitor. We're not trying to be monetary. We're just trying to have fun and talk. Yeah, two million dollars though. If you could send it to yeah, us, yeah, the two million goal is good. And then, like, eventually, you won't have to listen to Invasion of the Podcast anymore. It'll just beam straight into your head. Yes, there. See, that's really like like this is actually a tech startup company. You just don't know it. It's just, it's podcast first, tech tech startup later, and then that's that. You know, that's how Bill Gates started, right? I yeah. I don't know. But so en- enough about that. Um, I told Joe because we're getting into the, the 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 end here of the show. We always like to do something fun and silly. I decided to come up with a game that um, I think he'll find a kick out of this because we we talk a lot about movies, we talk a lot about like comics and video games, but like our world is a little bit more expansive than that. Um, so it's I thought, hard to cover a lot. Like you, 
Like when we started this, I know I said like umbrella because it really is an umbrella yes. of stuff. I mean, we can. I mean, like we were talking about Weird Al. That's that's music. That's yeah. but that's pop culture too. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, so I mean, in television, I mean everything from. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that that's nerdy that like you know you know we haven't talked about that I know that I would have definitely a, a input in is like tabletop games. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I'm the, a big Dungeons and Dragons or just guy. Like, there's a, there's so. so many board games being made now. Yeah. Like if you like, and so there's like a lot of that fireball island yeah so um <laughs> operation operation yeah. we did talk about we operation as, as a movie right? <laughs> like, as a movie and battleship yeah look yeah. at yeah so um but here like my the game i want to present to you is and i will play this because i couldn't find a good representation of what i wanted so instead of this is the big trouble in little china actual theme which is amazing um celebrities okay they've done um, advertisements overseas, right? Oh, so, okay. And, <laughs> and so my thing is, even though this is Big Trouble in Little China, I'm really going to focus on Japanese advertisements. I know they're two different countries, so please bear with me, people. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I just try to try to Google... Little Trouble ja- in Big Japan? Yeah. Try to Google Japanese game show music, and it gets really weird, you know? So I've seen um, some crazy So what I'm going to do here yeah. now is I'm going to... Tell you a celebrity, name four things, and you tell me which thing they actually were known for doing as an advertisement over in Japan. Okay? Oh. Trust, trust me. I, I, this I, is going to be random and hard. I, it's not as hard as you think. So let's start off with... Um, here, we'll do this one, because I, I was supposed to come up with four per, and I ran, ran out of... Yeah, this is four. Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. Did do an ad in Japan. Okay. Right? Was it for beef jerky? Cowboy hats, Boss energy drink, or Men in Black sunglasses. I'm gonna go with uh, beef jerky, Boss energy drink. What? No. Yeah. I, I know, know what but you're but throwing but me curveballs with the with the cowboy hat and the beef jerky because that's totally a Tommy Lee Jones. Does this sound like it though? Yeah, it's like, probably right. Tommy Lee Jones beef jerky. So I um, would. yeah. Um, and the, the energy drink thing, there was a series of commercials I found that where it was basically Tommy Lee Jones, it was him, but the whole notion was that he was an alien on Earth looking like Tommy Lee Jones and observing like Japanese lifestyle. Really weird. So, um, all right, so let's, let's do one right. that, um, that, okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Was it oversized Tamagotchi? Total Recall Mini Disc Recorders. Hitler-inspired activewear, or an energy drink called Almanin. I'm gonna go with the energy drink again because, like, <laughs> well, you want beef jerky last time. No, so. I, I would almost. I probably if if the damn energy drink wasn't on there, I probably would have went with the Tamagotchis. Okay. Is so it, you're right. It is am I right? Ah, uh, okay. yeah. They love I, their energy drink. But I like the idea of an oversized Tamagotchi where it's just like, <laughs> there, it's just like you know. Like holding this huge Tamagotchi. The Hitler yeah. wear almost is tempting too because, I mean, he's Austrian. He could have done it before. He, and it's you know, weird over there. Like, they have different beliefs about yeah. all that. So. They would have. Well, they yeah. were part of the. Uh, they were part they of the access. They would have been fine with it. They would have been like, yeah, let's get this big Austrian guy over here. So, okay. All right. Um, Madonna. Oh. All right. <laughs> um, a League of Their Own Ladies Chewing Tobacco. <laughs> Um, Takara Scotch, Squid Leather, or Upright Women's Urinals. I'm gonna go with Squid Leather. 
Oh, it's the scotch. Really? Yeah. Oh, I lost the scotch question. I, yeah, I know. Now I'm going to have to like... It tastes like a Japanese campfire. I don't know. It's really yeah. Weird. All right. Now I'm going to have to perform hard curry. Okay. You so, have a sword? No. Uh, Michael J. Fox did do an advertisement in Japan. Was nope. it for... Milkshakes. <laughs> don't step on the joke. <laughs> uh, was it for an energy drink, <laughs> a bulldog hoverboard... Microwavable milkshakes or self-tying shoes. Oh wow, milkshakes was actually on there. I was <laughs> just it. trying to be. Uh, I'm going to go with my original answer: milkshakes. Uh, it was an energy drink. So, Jeez, uh, I don't want to give away the game too much, but you might see a theme here. So, I all right. So, Charles Bronson. Oh right? man, uh, was it for filterless cigarettes? Um, American gun collectibles. Mandon skin tonic. Or make a death wish. Skin tonic. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Man Dom. I know, that was the big tip-off. All right, so... Um, that just... Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> oh, so you you want more power music as we go along here? So oh, yeah, it got quiet. All right, sorry. I, this, this is... I'm two for like five. I don't know. I need... I <laughs> need to have some more man music. I got to get here. my Jack... Right. I got to channel my Jack Burton. Son of a bitch must pay. I, um... You know, after... After we're done with these questions, I'm going to cut a, a glass bottle in half. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to catch it whenever you try to cut it. So, um, Harrison Ford. Uh, Terrell Core Replicants. Manly Single Earrings. Kieran Beer. Or Japanese Medical Grade Marijuana. Um, what was the first one? Uh, Tyrell Core Corporation Replicants. Oh, the beer. <laughs> I like how you're like, what, Blade Runner or beer? I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm like, okay, hold on. Uh, the way I had to think about that, yeah. I'm like, well, he would totally jump on board for, for the weed in the earring. I yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they would market that. Okay. So, um, John Travolta. Hermetically sealed bubbles. Face off cream. Five yen milkshakes. Or Tokyo drink. Milkshakes? Tokyo drink. I have no idea what it is, but there's just a series of commercials where he's like, Tokyo drink. And he's just like, just holding it up. I don't, it's like, it's I don't know. Happy. What, Tokyo drink. But I thought a five yen milkshake, because it's like, that's probably, what, I don't even know if a yen, how it equates to dollars, but I was thinking Pulp Fiction. So, oh, you know what? I sh- Yeah, I should have thought about that. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's, hey, that's, I, I'm, I'm trying, you. I'm trying I'm to, tricking you. yeah, I'm trying not to step Son in these traps. Bitch must pay. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Bruce Willis. I, Don't even say Nakatomi, okay? Oh, that would have been so good. I yeah. didn't do that. Dang it. Um, Hudson Hawk, the video game. Uh, Iunos Oil Company. Fruit Loopers Breakfast Cereal. Or Sixth Sense Candles. Breakfast Cereal? The Oil Company. It was right after Armageddon. Oh. It was really weird. Yeah. Okay. Beyonce. Was it Northwest Camping Gear? <laughs> you know, keep going. I got to tell you a story after that. Crystal Water, Beyonce, hey, Social Media Messenger, or an antiperspirant? Antiperspirant. Crystal Water. Man, oh, I'm terrible at this. Um, Northwest Camping Gear. Um, so one one year for Christmas, my girlfriend got me a um, uh, a South Butt jacket. <laughs> and I saw it. I saw it once out, and I told her about it, and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And then she ended up finding one for me. That's funny. Yeah. 
I like that. So, all right. Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Was it um, bald skin caps, um, a, a gummy candy, oops, I did it again, adult diapers. <laughs> or, <laughs> or Japanese schoolgirl dresses. Uh, it's got to be the gummy candy. Yeah, you're right. They love that gummy candy. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so... A little behind but, the scenes here. But I, if, I came up with all these like before the show started. I'm like, I gotta come up with some product names. <laughs> I think I got my finger on the pulse of the Japanese economy. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right. See what else we got here. We're almost done. Um, okay. Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameroons. Oh, got it. Oh, wait, wait. Got to bring it right back. All right. Got Cameroons. Bad teacher theme sake. Aeon English schools or surprise hair gel? English schools? Yes. I, okay. Yeah. I thought the, hair, the surprise hair gel would, would you know. Anyway. Um, what else we got here? Okay. So we're getting, to the, we're getting to the best one. I promise you. I saved this one for last. I think this music's just made me want to go, like, hunt vampires. <laughs> like. <laughs> like John Carpenter's, John Carpenter's vampires? vampires? Oh, yeah. You just want to go hunt James Woods right now? Um, all right. So it's Special Stallone. Was it. Um, TV dinners, Rocky Pocky. That sounds as though. Gourmet sausages or Rambone T-bone steaks. TV dinners, gourmet sausages. Wow, I I like Rocky Pocky. I just like Rocky this. Pocky would be that would, sounds really good. Would yeah. All right, so okay, I think we're okay. Last one, Nicholas Cage. This is for all the marbles. Is it hair care products? <laughs> Eel cakes, uh, pachinko, or tax advice? It's definitely not tax advice. Uh, probably eel cakes. Pachinko. Pachinko. You know what? But you know pachinko, the little game with the steel balls. You, it's like kind of like pinball. Yeah. I I'll give you the link. You got to put it up on the web page. There's like seven minutes of these pachinko commercials that make no sense, and it's just pure insanity of Nicolas Cage. So. Yep, that, that was my game, is uh, Japanese... Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Japanese commercials with the celebrities that we know. So, um, I think that's going to do it, do it for us for now. Let's, um, let's get the big bad music out of the way. And let's go into the other music that's awesome. Yeah. So, like I said, next week is going to be Dinosaur Power Hour. I've already made Joe exhausted. Yeah. Um, he needs some uh, He needs some squid leather. Yeah, squid leather, some eel cakes. Yeah. Um, and all that coffee is going to make him have some oops, I did it again, adult diapers. Yeah, let us know what dinosaurs you like. Shout yeah. it out. Put it on the Facebook page. Um, we'll talk about our favorite dinosaurs. And, and we'll dig more into Jurassic World, and it's going to be a good time. So, uh, yeah, next week, Dinosaur Power Hour. And uh, until then, I don't, I don't know what. I, I, was, I was going to come up with a good ending this time, and I didn't have a good one. Um, how about this? Damn it.
son of a bitch must pay.